Story Sisters, a storytime podcast for kids and kids at heart. I'm your host, Alexa, here with my sisters, Bristol and Charlotte. Say hi, girls. Hi. We hope you had fun following the yellow brick road with Dorothy in season one. And jumping down the rabbit hole with Alice in season two. Now it's time for a new adventure. And for season three, we're changing it up a bit. We'll be reading current children's books from around the country. And chatting with some awesome authors who wrote them. Are you okay, Charlotte? Yeah. I just have these hiccups, and they won't go away. Hmm. Have you tried drinking upside down? Yeah, and it got up my nose. Uh-oh. Well... What about a spoonful of peanut butter? Yep, and they still came back. Huh. Have you tried patting your head, rubbing your tummy, and singing jingle bells? I never heard of that one. Let me try it. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. (laughs) Hey! That wasn't a real hiccup cure, was it? No, but it sure was funny to watch. (laughs) I do have one more trick up my sleeve. What? It's reading today's featured story. Maybe you can get rid of those pesky hiccups. You want to try? Yes. This is Hiccopotamus by Aaron Zenz. a hippopotamus who hiccuped quite a lot mess and every time he got a mess he fall upon his bottomus. One day he saw an elephant with cakes of green and yellow fence. He tried to tell her hello fence hello but it didn't go so well with it. She chased him toward a centipede. Pouring new cementipede. He hit by accidentipede and tripped the elephantipede. They ran near a rhinoceros with minty dental flosserus. His string went all crisscrosserus, and that was the last strosserus. They tried to find a therapy, a cure which they could share a pee. A what or why or where a pee to stop this long nightmare a pee. So, they wrapped him round with licorice and spun him very quickerish. They secured him to a buffalo and made him huff and puffalo. They acquired an aquarium and flashed him something scary They poured him tubs of vinegar and tickled his chinny chin chinnaker. <laughs> and then at last a miracle. His hiccup so severical just didn't reappear. He grinned from ear to ear until... Oh no! Now they all have the hiccups. Yeah, but guess who doesn't? (gasps) You're right! My hiccups are gone! Well, look at that! And it's all thanks to the Hiccupopotamus and his author, Mr. Aaron Zend, who's here to chat with us about the book. 
Hi, Mr. Aaron. Thanks for joining us. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. So I am a dad. We've got six kids, um, and I am uh, an author and an illustrator. I've worked on I think it's around thirty-nine books altogether. Uh, nine of those are ones that I. Uh, both wrote and illustrated. The other ones are uh, books that other people wrote, and I did the pictures for them. Um, and let's see, we live in Michigan, and uh, I love doing what I do, and I'm happy today to be here talking to you. We have three questions for you: Question A, Question B, and Question C. Are you ready to get started? I am ready for all three of those. Question A. This was such a fun, silly story. Where did the idea come from? Ah, very good question. Well, the idea came when I actually had the hip- hiccups one day.、Um, I was. It was when I was college age. I was vi-、uh, visiting home from college, and I had the hiccups. And I was in the kitchen with my mom, and、uh, I like. I had the word. I just had the word hippopotamus come into my brain. I don't know where it came from. And I was trying to think of a funny joke、uh, or a pun where I could like give a riddle, and then the answer to the riddle would be hippopotamus. But instead of、uh, thinking of a of a joke, this poem just sort of fell out of my mouth. And I said, "There was a hippopotamus who hiccuped quite a lot of miss, and every time he got a miss, he'd fall upon his bottomus." I thought, "Whoa, where did that come from?" And I thought that sounds like a children's book, so I, I wrote it down in a in a sketchbook that I had where I kept、uh, drawings, and didn't think about it again for maybe even a year or two until later in college I was taking a class about、uh, children's books, and at the end of the class the professor said I want everybody, all the students to take a shot at writing something, and I thought oh I don't know what am I going to write about I. I don't have any ideas, and then I thought of that little that little poem that I had tucked away in a sketchbook. So I pulled that out, and I thought, well, I've kind of got a story started there. So I I took the weekend and kind of hammered out the rest of the story,、um, and worked up kind of a little mock-up dummy for it for that class, and that's where it came from. It came from me actually having the hiccups, and so the story wasn't very good with that. That first little draft that I did in college, but over the years I kept working on it and tweaking it and pulling it out and making little changes, until、uh, years later it, it ended up being、uh, my very first picture book. Question B, I think Bristol needs a little help with their questions. You're not just an author; you're an illustrator too. Do you draw your characters first or write your stories first? Ah, that is a good question. It kind of all depends on the book itself.、Um, when, because if you think about a starting point,、um, for me, the starting point I don't usually have a whole lot of control over. Very rarely do I sit down and. And say to myself, "Oh, I want to make a book today. What should it be about? Think, think, think."、Uh, it's more.、Um, I kind of am just going through life, and paying attention, and looking around, and noticing things, and and then an idea will come to mind. So, so that's the starting point. So sometimes the idea will be a word like hippopotamus, you know, and then it's like, oh, what do I do with this word? 
Sometimes it might be a drawing of a little character that I've made. And I think, oh, I love that little guy. Let me write a story for him. Um, and so it depends on the story, what comes first, uh, stories or uh, words or pictures. Um, for me, though, I can tell you, both sides kind of feel like the same activity for me. Um, writing and drawing kind of feel like the same. It's I've got this story in my head, and then I'm just trying to communicate it. Sometimes I communicate that story with words. Other times I communicate parts of that story with pictures. Um, and so the two activities feel really, really similar to me. It's me just putting down on paper kind of the little, the little movie or the little idea that I have running around in my brain. Question C. What are some of the silliest ways you try to cure hiccups? Pulling on your tongue and um, smelling the smoke from a candle that's been dropped in water and things like that. I haven't tried any of those, any of those uh, crazy ones. Uh, the one, there's two that almost always work for us. So growing up, what my mom would have us do is take a cup of water and then you drink it upside down. So instead of putting your mouth on the front side of the cup, you put it on the back side of the cup and then you bend over upside down so that the water kind of pours into your mouth and then you swallow it that way. That's almost always a guarantee uh, to get rid of hiccups. For me, I take a little bit more of a shortcut, though, because I don't necessarily always have water near at hand if I'm out and about. So um, I've found a way to, like, really hold my breath, just, like, take in as much air as I can so that it kind of feels like my chest is bursting. And then I hold it for as long as I can. Um, and more often than not, um, that's a way for me to, to cure my hiccups. So, How about you? Do you have any hiccup cures that you go to? What are, what are your go-to hiccup cures? We also drink upside down. Or we eat a big old spoon of peanut butter. <gasps> Ooh, a spoonful of peanut butter. I could get behind that one. Um, yeah, I've also, so when I do school visits and I go and I talk to kids about the book, uh, a lot, there's some kids that do like a spoonful of uh, sugar. They'll eat sugar and they say, and I think, oh, that sounds great to me. That's a way to make hiccups a more pleasant experience if it ends with a, a spoon of sugar uh, at the end. Yeah, and hiccups are funny. I mean, I think there's so many different kinds of cures because it's it's something that everybody experiences. Like, I don't think there's anybody in the world that just hasn't ever had hiccups. So it's sort of this thing that everybody knows about them and everybody has to deal with them. And we don't know why we have them. Scientists really don't know what what purpose they serve. Everything else, like if you sneeze, I mean, there's kind of a reason behind sneezes. It's to, you know, clear your system out. If you burp, it's, you know, because you got air built up in your stomach. But hiccups, there's really, there's really nothing. No, re They don't help us in any way. So um, it's kind of a mystery why, why we even hiccup in the first place. The one guess that scientists have um, about why we might hiccup is because um, babies hiccup when they're, you know, inside their moms in the womb. Um, sometimes you can feel that. Like if there's if there's a mom that has a baby growing and you put your hand on their belly, you can feel the baby hiccuping. And they think that maybe it that's the whole reason we have them is so that when you're in the womb, it starts developing those muscles that get the, the lungs to start moving and um, reacting you know, before that there's any air, but it gets things working inside. And then after you're born, you just kind of still have that reflex that you don't use anymore, but it's sort of left over from uh, when you were a baby and, 
and things were starting to prepare you for getting out here in the oxygen world. Wow, cool. Thanks for joining us, Mr. Aaron. We loved Hippopotamus and all your fun books. Yeah, yeah, this was fun. For more fun and behind the scenes, follow ABC Story Sisters on Instagram. Will you do us a big favor? Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts so others can find us and join in on the fun. Thanks for listening to ABC Story Sisters. Join us again on Tuesday for a brand new story. We'll ABC you later. Bye-bye.